Have you ever been so obsessed with someone that everything reminds you of them? Sometimes it seems you're all I've ever known. Sunsets, full moons, crashing waves, even you come to remind yourself of this person? If so, this one's for you. There lies the inspiration behind this song. I won't remind me of you. The reopening of this relationship in my life at that point and knowing I was going to see him and knowing I was going to get the shot in my arm for this man because it's just not something that felt harmonious with my soul, if you know if you know what I mean. I don't begrudge anybody at doing anything. I just feel that what we have here in America is freedom of expression, freedom of choice, individuality, independence, like, it's what we're supposed to have here. But anyhow, in my heart, I felt desperately in love with this man, and the fantasies were already churning, and I wanted to believe that this was going to finally be it for us, you know, after like 17 years of this. In my heart, I wanted to believe. In my gut, I knew that it was the same. Because any addiction is going to be the same or progressively worse. Very rarely is the core of that addiction going to change. So I knew I was going to face my demons with this man that I've loved deeply from every crevice of my soul and over whom I've felt more pain than for just about anybody else except for my dead daddy. But that is is another story and yet it's not it's the ex here's what i've come to understand it is the exact same story see meeting this man i became a songwriter because he is a songwriter and i started under his sort of encouragement i started putting my words to music and i became a songwriter and i guess i started writing songs about <laughs> trying to heal my soul over what had transpired between us he and i and what then continued to transpire which i was Probably the, not probably, I was the ringleader of for many years, although he's insidious. And I do remember that I don't know what that word means. I always thought insidious meant like inside, like somebody that like slips inside because they, he would be insidious. Like he is an insider, if you know what I mean. But I did come to realize later on that insidious means something else. I'm not going to. This is the beauty. If I were sitting here typing on my typer right now, I would definitely be like looking up words and editing. But fuck it, man. Fuck it, man. And you can all listen to Fuck It, Man after this, too. Fuck it, man. After you listen to my new song, I won't remind me of you. Anyway, here I was. And so in those weeks preceding seeing him again for the first time in seven years, flying there, in, in the, still in the middle of this pandemic, things were still really topsy-turvy um, and questionable, of course. Masks, everything, mandates, you know, in the spring of 2021. So that was when I was going to see him. And I did. I ended up in, you know, the spring-summer of 2021, I ended up traveling to see him twice and staying with him for a string of days and facing this just love that this, this love addiction, this love and addiction, love addiction, <laughs> addictive love that had never been resolved, that had never, you know, it just hadn't quite burned itself out yet. So I had a chance to go do that, which it was just so revealing, you know? And what does it mainly end up showing you when you really are ready to open your eyes and see 
that you are meant that you are that was a fucking Freudian slip that you are not meant not you are meant that you are not meant to be with this person although that you were because the relationship served you in exactly the way that it was meant to and what i mean is that it served me and i got all this art out of it i i expanded as an artist you know i've released music i've learned about the music business i've written a novel i have this podcast like all this stuff like through him i i healed and mainly the core, which I kind of believe, I know it's a catchphrase and it's cliche and it's overused and it's all these things, but (laughs) there's something that every single one of us in this world, every human being has, two of actually, parents. Every one of us comes of a man and a woman, right? So I believe that mommy and daddy issues are as plentiful as human beings on this planet. Like, I think we all have them or a very, very large percentage of us have them. I lost my father when I was five very tragically. I know I have them, okay? <laughs> There's not, like, there, there are a couple things. This is not an AA meeting, so I'm not going to get into this right now. But there are a couple things that are, at this late date in my life, undeniable, okay? So I'm not sitting here trying to deny. I am trying to free my soul, okay? So I've written all these songs, and I've, ugh, I, To prove myself, whether it was to myself, to my dead daddy, to this man, to those people in my high school and junior high that bullied me, whatever, I don't know, to the people on Facebook, but it was this monstrous need to succeed in the music business after I chose to not go on this trip to Ireland with this man. I chose to stay in Los Angeles and pursue my career, which at the time was acting. I didn't realize I was about to embark on this music journey, but I made the decision to not follow the love of my life slash bane of my existence to Ireland. It was a very hard choice. I don't think this is a man that is very used to being rejected. But then again, I don't know. I'm projecting onto him, which by the way, I have become him. And I've thought about writing that song, like Becoming You, because I realized along the way when you're like, okay, when you are relentlessly trying to attain the unattainable, you yourself become unattainable. So I became him. Okay. And I, when I have gotten the emails from dudes or whatever to me, uh, reflecting back what I was to him when I was, oh, the sob stories, the emails that I used to send him, I, I cringe. Okay, like reading back at the shit, I I cringe. I mean, to honestly, thinking back to two weeks ago, I cringe. So I'm on the precipice of not cringing anymore. And I released this song. This is all about this. This is I. So I've been talking now for 25 minutes, but nobody has to listen. So fuck it, man. I just don't. I might not edit it at all. I mean, here's, you know what? Painstakingly, I edit my podcasts, right? Painstakingly. I mean, if anybody saw what I did, I and if anyone cared, they'd commit me. But painstakingly, and no nobody, and when I say nobody, I just mean not on the radar. Like, yeah, I've had a thousand or two downloads, but I've been doing it for two. It's, it's not speakable, you know what I mean? And the song... The amount of plays that it's gotten in the last 15 days since since it's released. Like, you know, it's not, I'm not radaring, okay? Which means that everything that I've been trying so hard to do has not been working. It just hasn't been working. So I'm like, fuck it, man. I wrote that song for a very good reason. This I'm realizing I've been writing these songs for a reason. That reason is healing. I write the music, I, I do the podcast, I write the books or whatever to heal. 